this. I don't care about real big fish. Have I, you guys yet to even start with beer as craft beer radio? You, next week, fucking, I'm coming here next week. I don't care what you say. I'm coming here next week, and I am starting it with beer. It's a song about beer. Well, yeah. you should hear the song that I that that uh, that I wanted to play, that I thought was going to be our. Our, our new theme song. Well, you asked me to write you a theme song a while ago. I didn't ask you. You volunteered. I volunteered to write you a theme <laughs> well, song. Who the fuck is and it? And then I got too busy. And then I, I showed you some shit and you said no. You wanted it more like weird science. No, that's not what I said So, so you're the dick, like the other dick that said your script was bad. No. <laughs> to the song, right? And he no. pissed me off, so no. I didn't, didn't want to do it anymore. <laughs> no. No. What, what kind of song... Would you like? I can compose you many things. No, you you wanted to. You, you were. I want something like spider. the Freakonomics theme. Okay, I don't uh, know how what does that, that go. Uh, like, oh wait, wasn't I supposed to play a song? That yeah, was, you should. Yeah. You're in charge of the sound no, bed, bitch. You you wanted to. I'm playing a nice ballad. You called said you were making something, and I said that's great, that's great. And then you said it was making something wacky, and I said okay, well, I mean, wacky is is cool. We usually use wacky more for the for the commercials well, then than we'll, we do for the show. Okay, well, so that, that's notes. all I said. I didn't say we wouldn't use it or, or we wouldn't play it, dude. I gave you like a beautiful jazz piece that I thought would no, fit perfectly. I had it scripted out. I you wrote never, it all you out. Never, I never heard it. You never played it for me. Well, I told you about it. And you... <laughs> <laughs> well, you never played it for all me. Right, you said, so it's me, wacky and bouncy. Tell me what you want like, in here. I, I have like, tell me what you want. What, what, both of you, Jeff, Greg, right. what kind of theme song would you like? This is such a beautiful. Song. Give, give well. I give me the, the give me the chord and I'll play you. Just, just wait, okay? We gotta let this song. Go All right, everyone, be quiet. Okay, and we're talking over this, so, so sorry. No, but um, I can play you a, a theme song. Like, oh, if I had something kind of like that, I'd be happy. But uh, yeah, oh, it's such a beautiful. I, I'm I'm, obs- I'm obsessed with this song right now. It's it's kind <laughs> to us uninitiated. It sounds like the girl from Ipanema. Well, not their version. Um, the version I have on CD, I don't know who actually sings it. Um, my, one of my professors gave it to me because I played it in a combo at school. And I can't find that version on YouTube, but that's the closest version. And the girl does, she doesn't do a bad job. It, singing wise, I like her. It's the band behind her that kind of blows. The guitarist is cool, but the drummer and the bass is kind of blow. They're called Nova. I'm not a big fan. I've listened to a few of their things. I'm not the biggest fan. Let us know what you think. You can tweet us at. Oh, dude, I could easily do something like that. (laughs) No, here. You can tweet us at. Live from the green space at WNYC in New York City. Craft Beer Welcome Radio, brought to you by... I would be opposed to that. Yeah, I mean, so, so, some kind of like, you know, just sort of... That's pretty I, I easy. Like, I like not, this intro. But I bouncy, but not, you know, goofy, but, you know, at the same time, not, yeah, you know... You know, you know what I mean? It's, it's like, it, it's not goofy, but it's also not important. It's, okay. it's right, right. Yeah. Well, I got, I got a few scripts um, written out. I could do something like that easily. Greg, let me. How about I'll, I'll introduce them to you. I'll send sure. them to you in uh, phone-wise garbage stuff, and then uh, yeah. send see what you both wise. like. If you like it, then I can actually. Like, what go we're into gonna, what we will probably do is um, 
it, if you're here or not, we'll play them on, on the post show and we'll. Yeah, why don't we have a vote? Yeah. Well, I mean, well, no. But then I, no, have to, I don't want to well, give well, it up. To yeah, we're not going to vote. <laughs> Craig and I are going to This is not a democracy. <laughs> we are two dictators. <laughs> well, um, then I got to let you. I mean, the thing is, um, I can play it to you on piano or guitar, depending on how which arrangement I give you. But uh, uh, the biggest problem would be for me to pay for. The recording because I I do, do pay it here, for man. Do it here. Yeah, I mean, we don't. Do you, we don't do you have Garage Van. Yes, I'm recording an audition right now. Uh, I totally did not make the connection right there. Okay, <laughs> so I you will want a 20, play you both of the script. <laughs> you want like a twenty track, you know, mixer? I, can, I, I can want do an analog shit. mixer. <laughs> Which like you know what? girls like look, the only look, one that has. Look, well, okay, it's look not analog. Look in front it's, of you. It's not analog, right but now. look. There's an eight-channel mixer sitting right here. I can do... I have audition. Well, I will send you both scripts of what I thought. I mean, I originally thought you wanted weird science, but now that I know you want something more like that, that's... I mean, I, I really like that intro. I don't want you to copy it, of No, course, no, no, but, of course not. But, but it, I, I, I dealize off of it, yeah. just to influence off of it. Yeah. I can do that for you easily. Uh, this is a piece called There Will Never Be Another You, just so all of you know. Is that coming? Oh, no. No, you're not even plugged in. There we go. All right. So, um, here we are. This is one of my favorite jazz standards. What's a standard mean? What's what's a jazz standard? It Um, means, like, a jazz standard. I'm asking the music guy, Greg. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) A jazz standard basically comes from the fact that it was just... Uh, a collection of old pieces that have been covered so many times that they've just become standards. They're just, all right, this is what jazz is supposed to be. This is how the formation, they have proper formation, they have proper chord changes. It's just like a building block. It's like if you were to go to a restaurant that plays music, the music they play are usually standards. Well, I mean, it depends on the restaurant. So you say really old... Recovered, not necessarily things. really but, old, but I'm not really necessarily. I mean, well, most of the time they're usually jazz any is what a hundred years old. Um, it depends. Um, you go back from Dixieland. Um, before that, it was ragtime. Ragtime was really the start of jazz, and that was around 1880, 1890. Okay, and then it led into um, Dixieland, which started around the 1900s, the early 1900s. Which then eventually developed in the swing, and then in the bebop, and then in the fusion, so on and so forth. But, uh, yeah, so roughly a little bit over, maybe about 120 years. Um, I think a good example is like loud singers will sing the same, like, 20 different songs. I and, mean, the, anything that's there's basically... There's much more jazz standards, but lounge singers will sing the same, you know. They'll sing Latin singers? Lounge singers. Lounge singers, okay. You know. Well, yeah, I mean, that, the thing they'll is... They'll sing Frank it, Sinatra songs, it comes, those are standards. A, a lot of the stuff is just the standards that have literally... Anything that I've noticed as a standard, and this is my personal experience, is that standards usually come between anywhere between like 1920 with the early swing Dixieland area into the later early bebop areas to like 19 maybe 50 mid 50s early 60s and like I said it's just because they've been covered so many times that they just literally they they, they 
they gave a title to them. They called them standards. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, okay, so you know how many covers there are of There Will Never Be Another You? How many covers there are of uh, Blue Bossa or um, Body and Soul by John Coltrane? I mean, there's just so many different covers of it. It's just, oh, well, that's a, that's a standard. But then you get into people like uh, I'm a guitar Major, so I know more of those guys, uh, like Pat Metheny, Mike Stern, they start getting into their own fusion, uh, Guthrie Govan, and stuff like that. That's actually a weird thing, because when I think about jazz and jazz standards, jazz standards, they always have, you know, you play the standard, but you also sort of put your spin on it. Well, every and, musician's different. Yeah, but... I the, mean, every musician has their own signature. When you think about... Like orchestras playing, so like Mozart, they never put their own. They almost never put their own well, spin the, on it. They just do. The thing is, jazz Mozart. and classical are completely two different fields. I'm not saying one's better than another because I wish I could play like a classical player. I, in fact, I probably would be better if I would start off as a classical player because I'm very good at um, chord melodies than I am just like combos. I'm a lot better at that. But uh, classical is very. May I say it, Hitler-like? You must play it like this. Mm-hmm. You cannot deviate from this. Because, it's regimented. It, it, yeah, yeah, I mean, they they still teach count. I mean, next song, no, next, next song. song. Yeah, you're you're in charge of the music. They they teach counterpoint and stuff like that in universities, which is a great great method. But they've been teaching it since Mozart's time. You, you think they would develop something a little bit more? Oh well, if it works, it works. I mean, it, I mean, it works. It definitely works. But um, you, you know, the first physics I, I you mentioned, take, I mentioned body and soul. Newton. I'm going to do but body I mean, and soul. Here's a, here's a question for you. I yeah. wonder if Left Hand Brewing Company twists their cages the opposite direction. I would say probably not. They should. They should, but I would say probably not. All right, so... Um, but, yeah, that that's that's where... I mean, classical, you can never compare classical and jazz. I, I I'm not trying it. to compare them, but... Well, I guess I am comparing them a little bit. In, a little in the bit. Sense that I, I, they're I two, different in, they're yeah. two different instruments. They're two different machines. Yeah. Completely. This is uh, John Coltrane's Body and Soul, which is a jazz standard. <laughs> I mean, but the thing Nicholas, is... Nicholas, give me your glass. Oh, I apologize. Let me clean get him it, talking yeah. about music, and he doesn't even see me like pointing, like, Arr! dude. When you give me music, I don't talk about anything else. Thank so we, you. um, but uh, th- th- that's that's the thing. It's just they're just two different monsters, and I mean, I- I've played with countless of um, phenomenal classical players. Um, for instance, this semester I'm playing with a classical major. Uh, he's a good friend of mine, Mike Reardon. He's a fantastic classical player. But we're doing a jazz piece called um, by Mike Stern called After You, which is a super, super cheesy ballad from their mid-1980s that he wrote. But uh, we're doing it in a classical jazz He's on his classical guitar, nylon string, and I'm on my electric and everything else, and we have a nice combo for it. But if you ask him about scales to use over top of solos and what scale to use over 
the chord, it just completely varies and his knowledge of that matters changes. However, when it comes to actually reading pieces of music, he's a lot better at that. And I'm a lot better at chord changes. Mm-hmm. I'm a lot better at and, reading and chordal music and yeah. the Swift stuff that doesn't actually involve reading. I mean, that's what I mean. They're two different monsters that you can't compare. They both have their ups and they both have their downs for whatever choice you choose. Sorry. Jeff is uh, an orgasmic pleasure right now because oh. that we need to explain. Oh we we it's, after we did Samuel shit. Adams. KMF Grand Crew, we sent them a message saying, hey, we loved it. If you happen to have any... Uh, I, I sent her an email saying, we've done over 1,300 beers on the show and this is very possibly the best beer we've ever tasted on the show. If you have any extras you're willing to send, we'd be happy to take them off your hands. Yes. It's pretty much the same email I said about the Utopias. Right, yeah. Well, didn't they send you like five? Four. Four. Alright, I was close. Well, in total, they sent us five. Yes, in total, they sent us five, yes. This has the first and one, and then four more. Um, oh, and we haven't opened one until tonight, because we were waiting for a special occasion, and you're here. I feel special. Thank you. I hope you like it, Nick. And you know what sucks is that you guys got me like all hyped up on music. Now, I can seriously spend well, the entire this, this will just make it. you like blow your load right here, if you, once you taste this. Music and this. Uh... I'm not good at anything else besides. <laughs> I just, I'm just waiting for you to take a sip. I want to watch. Uh, I'm I'm waiting. All right, I'll take it now. Give it. Be careful with it. Don't go overboard. That's yeah, fruity. That's all you got. <laughs> no, it's fantastic. I'm gonna throw this at you. <laughs> it, no, it's it's absolutely. It's, it has kind of a sweet divine. tart thing going on, right? Like, yeah, uh, I, I get a lot of like oh, fruity Lord, bursts so from it, like berry. I'm getting a lot of like berry bursts from yeah. it. Um, oh my god, that's so good. <laughs> that strong I mean, when I, vanilla, when I, when very I said, smooth. When I said kind alcohol. of fruit tart thi- fruit or sweet tart thing, I was kind of doing the elementary version, you mm-hmm. know, get Nick Dude, in. But, sweet tart is totally perfect for but it. But that's the elementary for a part of it. That's, and that's yeah. the thing about well, that's it, it, is it. That's the elementary version. Once yeah. you get used to it, it is so much more. It is Oh God, listen to John Coltrane just go. It almost has like a, a deep kind of like oh sweet molasses, and then it goes into sweet tart, and then it falls into how much of this do you a little have? Because I am not driving. No, no, you, that's all you're getting tonight. This is yeah. This is all damn you. you. Yeah. <laughs> if this is only six point four percent. This is amazing because most beers we have there like this are like twelve. Uh, no, like, I totally agree with you guys. This is the best beer ever. I'm cutting the music for two seconds so I can go on untapped. <laughs> you can follow me you there at Jones and Seven Two Zero. He's a collector. Mm. There's well, so he, many different phases of this beer. Why don't you put on the? Uh, oh yeah. If you're gonna put on something, put on a um, no, 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 no. We, we, you're in charge of the music, but we're doing an oblig- obligatory thing here. Okay, that's fine. Oh yeah, the the KMF Green Crew. It wasn't a fluke the first time. No. Uh, may I see the bottle, please? Mm-hmm. But the, 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 you can note. take the bottle with you. Yeah. If you want. The bottle Could is. I? Yeah. yeah. Is it empty? Yes. 
Oh, no shit, you finished it out. No wonder why you were saying this is all I get. <laughs> you get no more. I was going to say, are you really saving it? You <laughs> dick. <laughs> Thank you, you very much. For you got one third of the, the best beer ever. Yeah. We don't, I mean, yeah. We only have four more bottles of it and we're saving it. Three more. Three more. Oh, no, that's fine. Two more, actually. Yeah. I thought you were is... holding out on me on this bottle. No. No. My voice cracked, but your voice cracked earlier today, just saying. I also sound like Kermit the Frog, so it really doesn't matter. <laughs> well, you don't sound like Kermit. I do a little bit. All right, so it's time for Amazon Yamanis. Wait, is this supposed to be a Lambic beer? No, I mean, kind of, mm, but no. It's more Flanders than Lambic. Yeah. Cosmic Mother Funk. Grand Cru, remember that. It's Grand Cru is oh, different shit, than the I Cayman. probably have the wrong one, that's why. Grand Cru, there it is. I did the same exact shit. Well, it's also supposed... It's saying style is Lambic, 6.6%. Six six well, point that's eight. because untapped is unrefined. I mean, I don't know how know. you would style this. This is... This it's, is it's more of a Flanders or an old Brune than it is Lambic. An old is, is probably how it would qualify. I think that would be the best description, but, it, but it's it's so close to Flanders, too. It's... it's yeah. It's but lambic doesn't. I mean, it's, it's just, not descriptive enough. Mm-hmm. It's a monster of its own. It's, it is a it is a tart, tangy, sour beer. But, but it is calling so it lambic is is not accurate. There's better there's better terms. Oh my lord! <laughs> yeah. So All right, so we got somebody's watching me. I got my pick here. Uh, for Amazon, I'm going to pick the Amazon Basics Apple Certified Lightning to USB Cable, 3 feet, 0.9 meters black. It's only $10.99. Oh, for, Com- for a lightning cable. That's good. Yes. Compare good that to the Apple 1 meter cable, which is $19. Yeah. So, if it's certified and if it will always work on your phone, that is the way to go. It gets four stars. It has 12,500 customer reviews. 12,500 customer reviews. And let's see. The most helpful customer review is kudos to Amazon for being first to market with a cheaper alternative to the Apple branded cord. There is no reason you should buy this cord. There is no reason you should not buy this cord. In fact, I personally prefer the black cord over Apple's white. Also, it works with Apple's wall plug. There you go. I mean, aesthetically, the only down... It's not as sexy. The molding around the lightning port is bigger than what Apple does. But other than that... If you care about aesthetics, then it's probably worth the extra $10. But, I mean, if you don't, then... This means you can have two Apple cords, two lightning cords for the price of one. Which means you can have more chargers in more places. You can keep one in your car. Um... This is great, as long as it's compatible. And with four stars with 12,000 reviews, I presume that it is going to be compatible going forward. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I get my iPhone 6, you know where I'm going to get my extra cord? CraftBeerRadio.com slash Amazon. There you go. I picked uh, somebody bought A Confederacy of Dunces, one of the funniest books ever written by John Kennedy Toole, his only book. Winner of the Pulitzer Prize. Very, very funny book. Everyone should read it. Great. I don't know. That's that's kind of it. Apparently, I went with uh, Jeff's choice last week, which was the Legos. 
So there's a I yeah, didn't have too much video gamer guy. It was one of the minifigure. So Nick, if you don't know, Lego has sealed packs. They're kind of like baseball cards with series, and you can buy minifigures, right? Figures, minifigures. Man, you're, Pittsburgh is coming out there. It's you funny. Got, it's funny. You I've got your figures in out there. It's funny. I that. thought you were dropping some Pittsburgh geese earlier. I know. Um, when when I drink, my Pittsburgh geese comes out. When I'm sober, out, you can't out. hear it. Comes, comes at, at. Comes, comes at. at. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah. So it, I, you know, I have kids. I know how this works. You might not, but it's kind of like baseball cards. You can't see which one you're getting. You buy packs. You open them. You get you try to collect the whole series. There's probably like twelve or fifteen in the series, and the video gamer guy is one in the current series. So, oh, cool. Yeah, I just chose Legos because it was the most. It's Legos, man. How can you not choose that? But you chose it last week. If I would have known, it was over. We just bought a Max, like a hundred dollar Lego. He gave up his binkies. Oh, so he, he gave up his binkies finally, <laughs> and his reward was a Lego kit. Um, I would have picked the Millennium Falcon if I was him, but he picked Ghost Ship and Phantom from the new Legos uh, Rebels cartoon. It's a it was a pretty involved build, and uh, it's a neat ship, but it's no Millennium Falcon that's for sure. And for yeah. those of you listening right now, you have to go to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon every time. However, I'm pretty sure those who listen in the post show know that. I did not, which is why my choices are not on there. Yeah, Nick bought one thing like six years ago. No, I bought, I bought shit like every other I week know, from Amazon. I know, but you Amazon. bought one thing six years ago using the referral link and then <laughs> just assumed it. you were like locked in. <laughs> Everything going to Craft Reader, right? Yeah, yeah, everything's going to Craft Reader. Yeah, shop. Shop. Yeah. And you know what sucks? I buy my textbooks from there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we've not seen your textbooks. All right, yeah. pass that thing over here. Okay. Pass that plug. I will be playing Arigen as soon as that's over. Arigen, which is, uh, this is a uh, cover done by Wes Montgomery, and it's a... F- personally my favorite next to miles davis but uh Arigen is also backwards for nigeria which i love jazzers for their little puns and their how, little secret how subtle yeah oh they're super subtle ways it's i'm playing this in a combo right now and it's fantastic oh but i, I mentioned during the actual show canadian laws what are Canadian, or I guess more or less American laws for allowing me to carry over alcohol. I think you can bring like a case back. It's, I mean, I, I mean, you can probably bring back more, but the duties are going to be like suck. I think you can bring back like a case because I'm going all the way up. I'm going to Ottawa, Montreal, Quebec. I'm doing a whole like Canadian when you're when you're tour. in Montreal. If you have time for doing beer stuff, oh, I, that's what I plan well, on doing. Well, there's a there's a brewery in. Montreal called uh, Du Ducille. Mm. Okay. And um, I have a coworker who's Canadian, and he was just up there a couple weeks ago, and he was at Du Ducille. And uh, we've had a couple of their beers on the show that are not easy to find in Pittsburgh, but we found them over in Ohio. Yeah. And, um, well, I'm good in stuff. Ohio every but, day. So, yeah. I mean, over in like, the states. Of, so, know, if you guys ever need any well, beers brought back, let over, me know. over at VE, they've had Du Ducille in the past, but. We don't yeah. get it here in Pittsburgh. 
But, I mean, he said the brew pub, I guess they have food now. They used to just be a bar, now they're uh, a place with food. He said it was really good. So, when you're in Montreal, check out Dude de Seal. Okay. D-I-E-U-D-U-C-E-I-L or C-I-E-L. I'll probably ask you next summer. Yeah. I'll make sure to well, stop by so when, I can read. When we go to V-E... I mean, I've been to VE a couple times. And it's a great place, Vintage Estates in, in Youngstown, and I usually spend between that and uh, the uh, Premier Chalet, Chalet Premier, uh, which is very close to it, another place, um, about two hundred dollars. So, and I bring, and it's just beers that I bring back for the show. That's not for personal use. That's just for mm-hmm. the show. So that gives you an example of, of you know the kind of selection and kind of like oh my god this 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 yeah it, Ohio is a, a fickle beast right because we can drive over there and save money buying the same beers we can get here but when you get there you see all these beers you can't get here and they're not cheap right I know so. I, I go to a uh, bar in Youngstown because I basically live in Youngstown as well um, called O'Donnell's. And it's a craft beer bar right in downtown um, Youngstown, Ohio. And you go there. Their first floor is like their basic, your basic bar, what you get normally at everything. But then they have a second floor. And that's like for the craft beer connoisseurs. I love going there because there's so many different beers that I have no clue because I go here. I go to usually craft beer bars with you in Pittsburgh. So it's like whole other world out there mm-hmm. i've been meaning to say you know since your first appearance here you developed a pretty good palate i i've been training i'm impressed with your progress young Thank you. young, 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 young <laughs> nick, is, nick is the one person among all of our you know guests that that really took to it and and really tried you know sort of really got it at f- the very first time and and practiced. Like, I have like definitely practiced. Yeah. I've pissed off my girlfriend tons of times going, may I have a glass, please? Hey, babe, are you getting this scent from it? Yeah. I feel like I am. <laughs> It'll probably take her about seven or eight years to actually come around. She hates beer. She It'll, loves cider. Just it, like it'll wine. take her seven or eight years to come so around. Jeff's wife is the exact same way. I know. I've been but, trying but to get her. my wife likes I, beer now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's it, been it, trying it, beer. But it took... It took every like, beer I have, It she took tries. like nine... Well, that's good. Actually, getting the beer on her tongue will help her get accustomed to it, and, and she'll start liking it. It... So I... Like, I'm, I'm passing down, like, a secret thing. Like, when I was on the beer cruise back in 2004... I'm, oh man, was, I was so young back then. There was a couple. <laughs> so Heather, Heather didn't like beer at all ten, then. Ten years ago, I mean, I was only like, no, two thousand four. So, yeah, ten years. I was ago. born in ninety one. So Heather didn't like beer at all then. And there was a couple that we were, we kind of clicked smooth with. Smooth jazz, smooth, smooth. You want smooth <laughs> jazz? All right. I there was you. a couple we clicked with, right? And the the guy was a brewer at BJ's Brew Pub in like Los Angeles, Southern California, somewhere. And the wife, she was into beer, but their story was it took her seven years to get into beer. It took Heather eight, nine years to get into beer. So, but if your girlfriend is tasting all your beers, mm-hmm. she does. She does. It's going to be at least sips them at least. It'll be a lot. I mean, I think getting that beer flavor on the palate, she might not like mm-hmm. it. But all of a sudden, in a year or so... Lagers. That's exactly what I said. All of a sudden, in a year or so, she'd be like, oh, that was good. Lagers. 
Right. How long you take us? No, this yeah. might be a little bit more poppy, to... but it's definitely George Benson is actually a fantastic. Oh yeah, Ben. Yeah, yeah. I know Benson. Yeah, he's a fantastic yeah. jazz guy, but this is definitely his biggest hit, probably. So that she's willing to taste it is is huge. Yeah. You'll have her turned in no time. But like I say, the, the great example is lagers. Jeff but and thank I. Thank you, you for know, that. Started out, by the way. Started out at Ales, and I mean, we always felt something that was metallic about lagers. We kept tasting them. Eventually, we got used to it, and we we understood that lager, what we call lager twang, and now we totally don't. Dude, this this beer is like the greatest I know. thing isn't I've ever just, had. Isn't it it is just so adventurous. I mean, there's so much going no, it, on. It, it's, it, it's adventurous, but it's also... Subtle and it's, just it's perfect. Soothing. It's perfectly performed. Mm-hmm. It's so lovely. I love Sam Adams now. And I always love their summer ale. I never... I hated mm. their winter lager. Okay. I'm not not a big fan of their winter lager. Well, you're talking about a lot of their mainstream beers. Their mainstream beers, but... Over the last couple years, in most of your beer drinking career, they've been doing probably 40 beers a year. Yeah. Close to 40 beers a year, and these days probably over 40 beers a year. They do so many different beers, it boggles your mind that a brewery that size can do, can be so adventurous in what they do. And... I kind of dig Rebel IP, I always forget that their craft... Technically, micro. I always forget. They're not micro. No. I mean, they're macro. But they're not macro either. No, no. That's they're, what I mean. They're like the they're, crossover. They yeah. will always be a craft brewery because the Brewers Association will always adjust the rules so Boston beer fits in. The only thing that would change that. This is fucking incredible. The only thing that would. <laughs> this is the, our, cheers to cheers. incredibleness. The only thing that would change Boston beer's um, standing as a craft brewer is if they were purchased by a non craft mm-hmm. brewery. Mm-hmm. But their size... Please tell me there's more. Mm-mm. You're going to get probably some yeasty <laughs> goop down there. I don't but. care. I got a little bit. All right. Oh, anyway. That is so good. I mean, that is... Uh, it's it's also great to, to realize that it's not a fluke. I mean, to, to know that this is not a fluke. It's consistently this is, amazing. This is just... It's it's the best beer ever. You should ask them again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we should do that no i mean <laughs> th- th- we can go only so far before it guys this is like, seriously the greatest beer ever please send more they should totally just start packaging this shit well, i would is, pay 40 dollars it's this. hard to make i mean this this is aged for two years oh, in barrels so good it is i don't want to stop dr- i don't want to drink it all but you don't because stop it. i want more yeah yeah, it, it's it really is just an amazing, amazing beer, and the the thing that that is both amazing to me and, and awesome, and at the same time frustrating, is that not everyone can get this. They 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 run this through uh, a tour that they're running around the country, and they don't bottle it. We happen to get bottles because you know we're on their media list, and then we ask them for more. You know. And and they sent it to us, you know. Thankfully, you know, it's awesome. But you can't get bottles of this. They don't sell bottles of this. You can only get this on tap in certain cities that they go to, Boston and. Well, they, they're doing a tour and they're going around the country, um, but various. And they're and, just sampling it. I mean, I mean they're just just putting it on on draft. That's it. 
It's like they would make a million dollars off this. Well, it's a city it's, it's so, so hard to make. Good. This thing is I don't hard care to how make. hard it is to make. <laughs> all right, that's that's not the problem. The problem is we need to make more of this difficult drink because it is seriously the greatest drink I have ever had. I'm glad you appreciate it for what it is. That's 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 big plus. Um, I don't want to. I don't want this poster to be. I mean, the, everything from like. The aroma, to the color, to the actual taste of it is just... Yeah. As an atheist, it is divine. (laughs) (laughs) It is divine. This is... This is what... This is the the merging of complex and simple. This is... Uh, If we're going to keep with the, you know, hyperbole or whatnot, you know, it kind of defines pleasure. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, I mean, it kind of is pleasure. It really is. It, it, it's an absolutely beautiful, beautiful beer. Uh, this next piece. It's a beautiful. A... It's a beautiful drink that happens to also be a beer. I'm just gonna. It's Ambrosia. I'm gonna interrupt you real quick. This is a uh, dizzy Galepsy. <laughs> Di- try, try that dizzy again. Galepsy. Gillespie. Yeah. Is it Gillespie? Gillespie. Yeah, sorry. I'm a, I, I, all right, look, we've been drinking 11, 12% And you weigh less than us, that's for sure. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a piece of his called Burke's Work, which is a uh, blues, actually. It's a 12-bar blues, and uh, his nickname was Burke, also along with the line of Diz. But, uh, yeah, this is a, a live version of his, which I, I really love and I appreciate. I have, a, I have this interesting. Is later his, his, this is later work in 1981. I have an interesting thought to bring up because so I was thinking about this today. I was like, okay, the the I prefix for all the Apple products, right? It started with the iMac, the 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 free colored iMacs, right? I mean, that was the big one, and and mm-hmm. the I sort of stood. Well, so, that it wasn't pretty colored; it was just a blue. The first iMac wasn't multicolor. Okay, well, but. Really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, no, no, no. The the color choices were a later feature. But, but the I stood for kind of internet, right? I mean, that was the the mm-hmm. the basic of it. it. Was this is the this is the thing that is sort of an internet internet terminal. It will get you connected to the internet, and it's cheap mm-hmm. and easy, and it's colorful. And then I thought that with the extra colors, the I also kind of stood for. Um, thank you. What's the word I'm looking for? It, it's. Uh, I'm not sure. Intimate? In an I, you know, it's it's sort of representing of of who I am. Sure, sure. So, iMac. Well, I think the, yeah, I think the I was... I think you're right. I think when they pitched the iMac, it indicated it was internet ready. And then with the iPod, it was kind of switched to a more personal... Right. Device, right? Yeah, it's a personal. But then we get... So the iPod, iMac. Then we get the iPhone. And now we have the iPad. It's kind of like the i has lost any meaning. And it's just sort of become a sort of superfluous thing. But they're getting... They're they're backing away from it, right? Because... Kind of with Apple Pay. It's not iPay. It's Apple Pay, right? It's It's Apple Pay. Yeah. I mean... Apple TV has always been Apple TV, but right. that was. I, I think new, those, those, there, new products there was are going to TV already. So yeah, that, new products are going to be, I think, Apple. You know, and they might actually make 
See, Apple Pad doesn't work, right? I mean, iPad is such an iconic. Yeah. Apple Phone, I think, works, right? But Apple, the iPad. Um, I, I honestly an, have never heard anyone say Apple Phone. No, but I think I think I think they could. I think they could. Amazon Phone works so much better than iPhone. I think just because the iPhone is what they really. I mean, that is their I anything. See, I can see a marketing happening. brand from iPhone to Apple phone. Yeah, the pad, the tablet doesn't. It can't you be call it an A pad, but that would it just seems it sounds like something. an a hole. <laughs> um, <laughs> or a pad. Hey, yeah. Hey, girlfriend, so, you well, want well, a well, pad? The problem is pad, really. In that situation, the problem is calling it a pad as opposed to. Super sexist of me, <laughs> but even, but even Apple tablet doesn't work. I mean, iPad, yeah. a tab a, could work. No, iPhone. No, it's already a tab. iPad, Galaxy tab. iPhone, I- tab, Galaxy tab. They already have that, so you can't use tab. Yeah, a lit. <laughs> no, I mean iPhone's not going to change. Right. I t- yeah. uh, but I think new products. I mean, Apple. It's Apple Watch, right? Yes, it's Apple Watch. I believe. Yeah, it's Apple not iWatch. It's Apple. Watch. No, it's Apple Watch. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Pretty well, sure. Pretty sure. then again, I hate all Apple products, and I'm using an iPhone right now. Why do you hate all Apple products? Because they're a narcissistic, monopolizing company. Uh, what other computer com- What computer company isn't? Yeah, it's definitely Apple Watch. No, just because the fact that they force you into using their product. You can't customize Apple. Yeah, you can. Mm. You can't. I mean, you can't. I on built some my level. PC. I mean, the only reason why I have an iPhone these is because I, it was mu- free. The, these things turned out to be much more configurable than than in terms of the. If you just use the underlying operating system that comes with, these are much more configurable than Windows PCs because it's it's based on. Uh, so Apple has an ecosystem thing, right? They like if you, but you don't. You're not forced into it, right? I mean, if you use iCloud. Your life is going to be simpler than if you use Google's iCloud, another iProduct. There, right, right. But if you, if you use iCloud on an iPhone, your life will be simpler. But you can use Google Drive on your phone. It's not as integrated, but you can use it. Right. So, I would argue that you're forced into, like you're saying. I think that's a reactionary statement. I think if you actually looked, you can, you can be more but I don't know you about want... you but my Adobe runs a lot better on Apple products than it does PC Adobe what Adobe what Adobe like Photoshop uh, well I mean Photoshop was originally a Mac only program so it runs a lot better on a Mac than it does I haven't PC compared any of those products at this time. point I feel like they're one and the same at, th- at this point you know, ten years ago, it was a different story. There, there was a there was an ecosystem for Macs, there was an ecosystem for PCs, and they didn't cross over as much. And you had to do a lot of converting. At this point, they're running this. They're running on the same processor. They're running on essentially the same hardware for the most part. Mm-hmm. So, the, the the configuration is is ultimately very very. Similar. And there's a lot more cross compile. Yeah, I mean, Apple is Unix, right? And there's a lot of cross-compile utilities where you can compile the same source code for Windows and for Apple yeah. Unix type things. So, so I mean, I'm sorry, Nick, but I, I would argue that, like, I don't, you know, I have an 
Apple laptop. I have a. It's his it's the one. magic wand with a rubber band around it. It's not a um, it's, it's a. Anyway, I have an Apple computer, I have an Apple laptop, but I don't use. He's not even listening, so. No, you don't use. I was I, listening. I don't use all the Apple cloud infrastructure. I lose some convenience on the mobile device to use the Google cloud infrastructure. Yeah. It all works, but you're not getting all the. The super sexy, it just works. It's that yeah, it's just. I mean, I, well, I, I'll tell you. Maybe what's... maybe it's the fact that I'm just biased towards PCs, but I got yeah, I got over that. But we still have too. Bill Gates, so go fuck yourself. Well, Bill Gates is not. <laughs> All he microphone. cares about is malaria anymore. Yeah, Come on. Yeah. Uh, so he cares about ALS. All right. My mom. <laughs> I, I convinced my mom to buy because she was buying a new PC, and I convinced her to buy a MacBook Air because I said, look. You can buy a bunch of different PCs that are gonna, all going to be shit, or you can buy a good PC that'll be expensive, or you can buy a MacBook Air that's the same, that's the same, or actually less costly than a good PC, and it's going to be the best laptop you ever have. So I said, buy a MacBook Air. So she did, and she was amazed, and I was amazed too. She brought it home, and she didn't have to enter in her password for Wi-Fi. Yeah, I know. Because it took it from the phone. Mm-hmm. It took it from her iPhone. She didn't have to enter the password for Wi-Fi. That's awesome. I had no idea it did that. I did. I did know they do that. It's kind of a security concern about how it goes up, how it goes through iCloud. But yeah, that, that's so. Wow. Is it really that big of a deal typing in your password? No, but it was. The, it's the, all about the usability. It factor. was. It was the fact that she brought it home and it immediately. Some engineer at Apple said. Some engineer at Apple said, "Hey, we can link these two things together." Yeah. And. Yeah, it, it it wasn't the fact that 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 oh she never typed in a password. It was the fact that she brought it home and she was amazed because every other product you know she has a bunch of other things in in the. House that that worked here, including like the the television, and uh, and various other things that that use the internet. But she brought that home, and it immediately knew how to access it. Now, I recognized what it was, but I was amazed that it happened. But that's really cool that it just said, "Okay, oh this, I know this password. You you put in the password for yourself. Okay, that makes sense. I'm gonna." You know, poured it over and then did just Wait, that. So, did she log in at the Apple Store or anything like that? Yeah, she. Okay, she so yeah, so it primed it there, right? Because mm-hmm. if she lo- turned on for the first time at home, then it wouldn't have. It probably wouldn't yeah. have worked. But yeah, she. she I'm she sure the Apple. The Apple Store. The Apple Store probably has them do that in case they have the iPhone. Yeah, she set time. up. She set up her iCloud yeah. stuff at the Apple. So she set it up at the Apple Store. Yeah. So I. I was just. I was like, wow, yeah, I guess it does do that. That's really, really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Especially for, for, you know, her. I mean, for, for anybody who doesn't like entering in their, you know, their Wi-Fi. Who knows their Wi-Fi? I mean, yeah, the average person it doesn't... It's something that the cable company set up, and they haven't messed with it since, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. So I, I was like, yeah, and, and she is loving it. I mean, her old computer was this like six, seven pound plastic monstrosity mm-hmm. that kept getting, you know, kept breaking down and she kept getting updated. And she was like, what about Windows 8? And I was like, oh, no. And because she had it started with Windows Vista and. <laughs> 
I know. Uh, but, I mean, now, weirdly, the entire house is an Apple house. And, uh, you know, I convinced my sister to buy a, a, an iMac, a, a MacBook Air, rather. And here I am with my second MacBook mm-hmm. Air. Um, when I was going to buy something, you know, I was going to buy a cheap piece of shit, and I was like, okay, this is a cheap piece of shit. I can't handle it. So I had to go with... Well, I mean, the other side is it, the t- the sticker shop price is higher, but my company is all Macs. Yeah. Many, many of the Macs get five or six years out of it. That's double the lifetime of, of your average computer. So it's... The price breaks even if you mm-hmm. can run it for six years with minimal upgrades. Yeah, I, I told my mother to get the eight gigabyte RAM, and that was it. That was the only upgrade mm-hmm. she needed. Yeah, but she needed to have that. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, minimal upgrades. That's the one thing that's bad about Apple is all their new products. The RAM is not upgradable, mm-hmm. so you have to buy all your RAM up front, and you have to pay the Apple Premium for it. Right. That's the Biggest complaint I have about it, about that whole methodology that yes, they have. I, I agree. But you know, at the same time, they make the best products right now. Mm-hmm. Right now. I want to qu- qualify that with right now. Because if you were to ask me 10 years ago, I'd probably say that uh, ThinkPads were the best laptops on the market. I think I would probably would, would have been right. 10 years ago, man. A long time. <laughs> trying to think what computers were like back then. Back when we were starting the podcast, I had a Toshiba laptop. Mm-hmm. I was going to put on uh, Duke Ellington's uh, Harlem Air Shaft because I figured since we play me something a new other age, than jazz. How about that? But uh, yeah, I, I uh, I'm going to go to iHeartRadio. How about we? You want to do Cindy uh, Cindy Lauper? Okay. All right, cool. We'll go to Cindy Lauper. What uh, I can think of two Cindy pick- Lauper songs. What do you want? Tell me. What, what kind? Of- I don't know. Well, there, there's that. I, I'm just surprised you can actually pick your songs on iHeartRadio. I thought I was just the, tuning into the, the nerd. No, iHeartRadio is so much better than Pandora because there's no, com- there's very little commercials. I thought it was just tuning into terrestrial radio stations. Mm-mm. How about we just go to Pat Benatar Radio since that was apparently the last radio I listened to. The guy and who we, did the starting off with um, Shadows of the Night. The the. the <laughs> Oh, this is a great tune. The solo for Baker Street died recently. Remember Ooh. Baker Street? Mm-mm. Oh, you know Baker Street. How could the you that plays diss the, the jazz and tell me not to play jazz? What? You told me not to play jazz. I, I just asked you to play something different from, than jazz for right now. That's all I said. See, Nick, this is what I have to deal with. This is what I have to deal with. (laughs) What what did I do? Uh, I I said you're in charge of the sound bed. I didn't say make it an all-jazz sound bed. Uh, I'm biased. That's fine. I I put in a a humble... No, dude, you're totally... I I put in a humble request saying, Hey, play something other than jazz for the next one. I did. I put... Pat Benatar Radio. Because I know... So so why are you yelling at me about... I'm not. I hey. was just, I was just teasing, dude. You gave me like the greatest beer ever. I can never yell. 
Yeah, it's a good beer. Uh, let's see. So what do I also I have here on my notes? Um, uh, we never did look. Uh, well, we talked about it, so I could definitely come here with probably at least a case. However, um, well, this here's a fun here's a fun story. Okay. I'll wait for Greg to get back. Well, I, have an idea. Uh, well, I was going to say the only. Sorry, I was going to say we can play some sexy music like we some more from Paradise Pops. You want some wham? <laughs> <laughs> you gonna read some more Paradise Pops? Yeah, I would. Can like you to. find the whole leaning up against the photos? <laughs> I'll see what I can do. <laughs> the thing that sucks is like during the semesters, I'm brainwashed. This is terrible. What are you listening to? Pat Benatar? Are you fucking radio. kidding me? This Get the terrible. hell out of here! Pat Benatar is amazing. Go away. So here's a fun story. It's a kind of a public service announcement for the people that are still listening. Um, Verizon injects unique IDs into HTTP traffic. Yeah, I saw that. That's fucking bullshit. So if you're using, you know, any browser on Verizon LTE... I, yeah, I can turn it down. Oh, here no, I, I got more fidelity well, over you, here. Well, you turned it off for Burke's Works, which I appreciate because Burke's Works is, is a great blues. Yeah, it was just, I think it wasn't that Pat Benatar is awful. It was just it was it was overpowering everything else. That's not Pat Benatar is one of the greatest pop stars of the eighties. I'm I, I'm saying it wasn't that Pat Benatar is awful. It was just too loud. Why are we arguing Here's about a funny how awesome story. Pat Benatar because we've been is? Drinking. Pat Benatar's husband. I can't remember his name, but she he plays guitars for her. So it's Pat Benatar's uh, guitarist. Um. Uh. Jesse's girl, Rick Springfield. Uh-huh. Um, it's not him playing guitar on that album. It's actually Pat Benatar's husband because Rick Springfield sucks so bad at guitar that the sound engineer said, nah, this isn't going to work, went next door where Pat Benatar was recording her new- her newest album, and I'm sorry I can't remember his name, and brought him over. He learned the song, Jesse's Girl, in less than an hour, and played it one time through on the recording. And then Rick Springfield basically took credit for it, except for written, because no one actually reads the album details. Damn, Rick Springfield. Okay, uh, I'm trying to find where... So, you want to talk about this Verizon thing real quick. So, if you are using Verizon's network to browse the web, and using HTTP, now, presumably... Absolutely, HTTPS is not vulnerable to this, but HTTP, unencrypted web traffic, they are running you through some kind of passive proxy, and they're adding a unique identifier header to your browsing, which means any web-serving network, like an ad network, can see who you are on one site compared to another site. They might not know you're Jeff Bear or Greg Weiss, but they'll know that this person, person X, has done this, that, and gone to these porn mm-hmm. sites and done this other nefarious traffic. Um, I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Oh, just wait. You can't use statements like that. You were like four years old when that happened. I was not four. How old were like, you? Hey, I met Bill Clinton. Thank you very much. I still have a yes, photo. And but how old were you when he was sticking a cigar in Monica's twat? Nine, 19, was that 1998 or 99? 
I don't know. We'll look it up here in a second. I was uh, probably nine or ten. It would have been ninety-eight. I'm probably. sorry, but I am proud to be this. this I'm, I'm, yeah. So uh, Verizon is <laughs> adding a track. Basically, they're adding tracking to your web browsing traffic, and that's fucking bullshit. Uh, we all need to make a big stink. Get the EFF to fix this shit. That's about all I got to say. Sorry, I'm looking for the photo or diacetyl part, so it's no. a little bit it's He's a little hard. Paradise hops. Yeah. Why don't they have search enabled on the I e-book? don't know. I don't know. This is this is a brilliant book for searching. Ugh. So when we read Paradise Hops, Nick, the first like in the pre-show, like before we were recording, we Greg found this the best page ever. About this ridiculous melding of craft beer in romance novel, and when we actually read it, he found it, and we read it in the post show. Find, put on some sexy music. Yeah, sexy some, music. Yeah. All right, sexy what kind of sexy music? music? Like uh, sexy romance novel brewery music. All right, I got it. I got. It. Give me, give me a minute here. All right, let me go to George Michaels. So, so Greg, we did get comments that you do have a good audiobook narrator voice. I mean, don't mean to brag, but yes, I do. <laughs> it might be, you know, might be an opportunity you might should look into. Um, yes, it gave me the song I would knew it would give me too. Careless Whisper. No, <laughs> that's, that's sexy. Okay. I knew it would. This is, for anybody who's interested, Paradise Hops Location, 1854. The cold crept around her ankles, worked its way up her jeans, and into her bones. She started shivering before she even got down to the hard concrete floor. Eric looked at her, shrugged out of his fleece jacket, and draped it around her shoulders, managing to look pissed off and concerned all at once. She struck her arms in the soft fabric and zipped it up. It was suffused with her favorite aromas, ones that also mysteriously seemed to quell the rising nausea. The ancient cold ruins below the historic brewery buildings were fascinating. Originally ice caves in winter, perfect for storing already <laughs> fermented beer that were later be served in spring, fall. summer, and fall. Brockton had several lagers in development. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Did they? I mean, this is great beer talk, but it's kind of killing the moment, man. Yeah. Brockton had several loggers in development, but the necessary time and storage space required to bring one from brew to serving it held them back. Garrett had told her a few weeks ago that the city approved their expansion, and he and Eli had finalized the builder's schedule for the addition of a giant modern version of this very cavern. Time, low temperatures, and patience were the key ingredients to successful loggers. She had her orgasms, apparently. She had her doubts about Eli on that last one and smiled as a memory of his wicked smile dashed across her brain. Yeah, he could just as easily have done this to you. (laughs) She shut her eyes and let Eric's soft, sibilant words pass through her brain without hearing them. She leaned against one of the wooden storage tanks, staying back from the group. They ignored her as Eric launched into a lecture about temperatures and diacetyl. 
At one point, he glanced around, spotted her, and frowned, but she raised her hand, indicating her cellar floor, his cellar floor was safe from her vomit for now. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> what? She said she, there is was... Is she sexy and she's going to puke? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> Should we get to a sex scene? Yeah, let's go to a sex scene. <laughs> that doesn't go into a sex scene right there? No, no, no. Man, that was a lot of... That was a lot of op- operational brewery <laughs> bullshit right there. <laughs> Holy cow. I felt like I was on a tour at Yingling. <laughs> Without the sex. And the succulent. Yeah, please. we at least got George Michaels. I, was, I knew as soon as I would put that on iHeartRadio, that would that would be the first song to pop up. This is, we're doing several chapters here without a sex scene, so I'm out of set. They're still establishing the relationships in these these chapters. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, dude, I am totally jamming to George Michaels right now. Well, this is all like from her perspective, and well, you're looking for something sexy, Greg. Yeah. We'll talk about a composite image of Galaxy M82 composed in extra images of the new star telescope, seen in purple, and the the brightest X-ray source ever observed from a pulsar. <laughs> Hold on a second. Within a minute, she knew they had a problem. Um, sir? She called down to the second brewer standing around the bark, standing around barking orders. Stuck mash! <laughs> she indicated a thick, dry mess inside the giant vessel. He frowned and made his way up the steps. What? Did you not sparge? <laughs> Spooge. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Mm. I mean, I like home brewing and brewing in general, but this shit should not be in a romance novel. So how'd they clear the stuck mash? Uh, and they go into a description of what stuck mash is. Or they say, she had reintroduced the water over the top of the grains. Sparging reintroduced. helped the mash to stay wet, but if the grains you started with were too dense, no amount of extra water would help. It was a common error. <laughs> You could get your like the man grabbed the wooden paddle from her, jammed it into the sticky mess, and cursed. <laughs> oh, um, this this is a l- rather large brewery from what we've read previously. Mm-hmm. You're not using a wooden mash paddle to stir the mash. I mean, who knows? Maybe your tradition. You're you're not using a wooden mash paddle to stir the mash of a uh, large regional oh, craft or large regional brewery from the 1800s. No, 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 no. Not anymore. That just took me right out of the story right there, Greg. Sorry, I apologize. I had I had to. You understand. No, I, and I'm just saying, you know, there's certain things in movies that, like, when they're, like, not factual enough, they take you out of the story. Yeah. That, you know, this brewery, using a wooden mash paddle to try to stir a mash, Well, the, the, the batch sizes are too large for that. <laughs> So it's like me having problems with the physics and something. You're like, a brewery wouldn't use a fucking wooden mash. Well, no. From what we've learned from the brewery in Paradise Hops, the the brew house is too large. It's probably like a 50-barrel brew house. 
and you don't use a wooden mash paddle. You don't use any mash paddle. You use rakes, you know, mechanical rakes to stir the mash. Um, there's no way that this is like a ten barrel brew house. We've got a long time without any sex. I just want to point that out. Why the fuck are we listening to this? God, oh, please, faith is great. You know, I'm starting to put a little, you know, skepticality into um, Nick's musical education. Okay, no, here's the thing. I I just love all music. That's the thing. I, I'm such so so. There's there's no really discernment whether it's good or bad. You just love it blindly, dude. Anyone that can play a tune, I love it. <laughs> I am such a hippie when it comes to music. I'm just uh, like, oh man, that sounds so great, uh, dude. And so, so just so you're not, you know, your feelings aren't. I'm just teasing. This oh, is a fi- this is a fine song for the not, sound bed, dude, but it was. Uh, I'm not taking any offense. It was it was prime fodder uh, fodder for a um, an insult. <laughs> I think that more the sex in the beginning. Because when the characters just die, I don't want. Character died in a brewery? No. However, George Michael is a lot better than the pop music of today. Just saying. I I don't really want the sex. I want the nonsense brewery jargon. That's what I want. I want them to talk about stuck mashes more. Yeast counts. I want to know about the cooperage. (laughs) I want to know... I think you need you need to balance that with sex. Right, dude, faith is great for that. <laughs> In a New York City Central Park bathroom with other men, yes, absolutely. Hey, don't judge George Michael. Don't judge him. I think I think it's kind of quaint that we went through a period where we were like looking at all these guys like Elton John and and George Michael and we were like, "Oh no, they're just they're just different. They're not gay." <laughs> Uh, What's his tune that he has Uh, It's not Faith It's similar to it though Um, Not Faith This is definitely Phil Collins right now And this is No you have to stop it it. I'll skip it I'll skip it it. (laughs) Only if you guarantee me That Phil Collins The wrong slider Michael Jackson's good yeah, Michael Jackson's fine. Only if you guarantee me that what, it's what's not that, what's that like, Do that to Michael Jackson's song. Um, we're, we're skipping again, though, too. Michael Jackson's song called... I'm on iHeartRadio right now. The one you do with the princess. What's what's that one called? I don't know. So I had a really good day at work today. Why? So, I mean, it's been a really stressful week. Well, two weeks for me. Uh, last week, yeah, we talked about how I was out in San Jose setting up a new new mm-hmm. data center type thing for work. And so this week I was trying to finalize all that config and whatnot. And it's using some, some technologies I haven't used before. Um, border gateway protocol routing, stuff like that. And we're trying to do it on the cheap with open source free software. And... and all week, I've been fighting with getting this circuit up, uh-huh. and I was like, I, mean, I was to the point, you know, you're a computer guy, Greg, right? Yes. So you know, you know when you have a problem and you just need to work through the problem, and but you you know you'll be able to solve the problem, right? 
You know, there's those kinds of problems. And then there's the kind of problems where you're like, I'm going to try my damnedest, but this might never work. And I might have to go to plan B. Mm-hmm. And this was that kind of thing this week where like, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try. I had like four, I had three or four different options to try, trying to get this thing to work. But it was very quite possible that none of the options were going to pay out. And I was going to have to go back to the drawing board and figure something else out. And that was very undesirable. Um, The plan B's in this case were like, not what I wanted to do. So like, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I spent like all day just like working through these different scenarios, trying to get something to work. And finally today around... 11.30 11.30 in the morning I got it up I got it working you know and it's it's supportable it's stable well I think we gotta give it some bake time but I presume it's stable mm-hmm. and uh, so today in the afternoon like when you asked me when you got here how's my day I'm like it's really good uh, like I was on a high that like because it's not your normal problem where like oh, I'll be able to fix this no problem this is like this problem might not be fixable you know and I fixed it so it was like awesome really very cool I'm really glad good you got that yeah. done Michael Jackson in the closet what about him right do that song right now or I will well yeah you have a better chance of pulling it up on YouTube I'm on iHeartRadio which I fully support far more than Pandora. They should be paying me for how much I support iHeartRadio. This has been with the Princess of Monaco, but okay. This is kind of sexy. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow, where should I start? She wanted to move in close again to taste his skin, but kept her eyes on the ink. He made the move to bridge the gap, gripping her hips. His full lips hovered over hers. I mean it, Lori. I can't do this. What about... She plunged her hands into his thick, shower-wet hair. Jesus, help me, he muttered, then slanted his mouth over hers. Lori let her knees give out, sensed his strength holding her up, loved the dampness of his torso, face, and hair. She gave herself permission to fall into it, heart and soul. Part of her brain kept screaming at her to stop, to go back to Garrett, but she smothered it with another round of kissing, gasping as Eli yanked his towel off, shoved her skirt up, and grabbed her ass. You want this? He growled in her ear. This, Lori? He pushed her up against the wall, propping her up with his body. Better be sure, because I assure you, once I start, I won't stop. That's pretty rapey. He bit her earlobe, nibbled down her neck. She moaned and pressed back against him, needling him so badly he had she had no words. Needing him, sorry. Needing him so badly she had no words. Hmm, I'll take that as a yes. He shoved her panties aside and she sensed her body stretching to accept him as he eased into her without any prelude whatsoever. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Read that last okay. sentence again. Uh-uh. 
He shoved her panties aside, and she sensed her body stretching to accept him as he eased into her without any prelude whatsoever. Yes, I like that. (laughs) Eli, she whispered. Wait, I mean, what about... Oh, he shoved hard. The wall bit into the small of her back. He tugged her hair, brought tears to her eyes, but the exquisite pleasure between her legs overrode the pain. No condoms, baby. I only ride bareback. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is kind of rapey. He started to withdraw, but she threaded her fingers into his still wet hair, pressing her lips to his when he filled her again. He stopped just sort of ripping the top of her blouse to get at her nipple. As he sucked it between his lips, he altered the angle of his thrust slightly, forcing her higher up his body. Oh my god, yes, she cried out before clapping a hand over her mouth. She should hate this, fear it, this forceful use of her body. But somehow, with Eli, it felt right, part and parcel of him. I keep going. <laughs> that, that's a good one. I like how rapey it is. Yeah. Uh, I shouldn't. That, that could be taken out, yeah. of, sent, out of context too easily. Deep again and again, uh, dragging more pleasure from her, keeping his lips at her nipple, stretching the orgasm beyond anything she'd ever experienced. Yeah. <laughs> I feel you, baby. I feel you pulsing all around me, he whispered. It's only bareback for me, baby. <laughs> and I ain't gonna stop. <laughs> Yikes! Mm-hmm. Paradise hops. Paradise Only hops. ninety nine cents. Yeah, I mean, you can learn about beer at the same time jerk off or <laughs> or you know finger yourself or whatever. You Click do. your mouse button. Nick's tired. Yeah. Oh, I am. I've been up since five. Well, let me just finish off this off, and uh, I- I've been saving it. Yeah, Nick. Why not? No, no, I'm cool. I'll take some. <laughs> I mean, it's delicious, but I've had enough. You're pretty slurry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I haven't. I can't even remember. Like I I, I literally can't drink now during the semester. Literally. <laughs> literally. Literally. Figuratively, literally. <laughs> Almost literally. Kind of literally. Literally. Figured. Really literally. Did you see the um, oh thing? Oh my god, that's so good. Did you that. see the Empire? Are you taking it back? Yeah, I'm taking it Indian back. Indian Giver, you son of a bitch. Sorry. You took it all? Whore. Okay. Well, wait a minute. This is this is the original I had. You drank all yours. Yeah, but you gave me all that. Just give I me did. another sip. One sip. That's that's good. Alright. Alright. Did you see the uh, the Empire Strikes Back uncut that Finn, Finn made? So they recreate the Empire Strikes Back scene for scene uh-huh. with crowdsourced video. Um, it's it's neat and interesting. I'm not saying it's the awesomest thing you've ever seen. But uh, Max and I watched up until... How much did we watch? We watched all of Hoth. But uh, you guys... If you like Star Wars at all, Google for Empire Strikes Back Uncut or Star Wars Uncut, and it's but it's 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 just everyone shoots like ten seconds of video and it gets all edited together into oh a movie. one of those things where yes yeah, they shoot ten seconds of something and then somebody else shoots 
Yeah. I, I've seen it done with the minute, like um, a RoboCop remake and a Footloose remake. They okay. done that with, with they, they took like one each person got one scene or one minute, and, okay. and they, they made yeah. So yeah, yeah. The um, the RoboCop one is great. It, yeah, the Star Wars one's pretty interesting. Maybe it's great because you, there's so many, some are really good, some are laughable, Horrible, yeah. some are comically bad. You know, and there's always a bunch of transsexual stuff happening, right? There's there's a female Han Solo, there's a male Princess Leia, there's you know all kinds of you know there's lots of interesting things happening. There's really good there's some animated, there's some yeah, puppets. There's, there's yeah, really good C three PO's. There's really bad C three PO's. There's line drawings. Yeah, there's I know exactly computer animation. Yeah. There's all kinds of things. Yeah, and um, basically, if look you look up our RoboCop remake, that's great. Okay, yeah. Yeah, check out the Star... There's a Star Wars uncut and a Empire Strikes Back uncut. Check both those out. I guess we're wrapping this up. We gotta wrap it up. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks. Oh, man, I'm beat.